Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. You know, I always like to start with something interesting, and I'm not sure if you heard, but kids in school now are having tremendous trouble seeing what time it is on a standard analog clock. Yeah, you know the clocks. They're big and round, and they got a bunch of numbers. They have two confusing hands and maybe even a third one for the second hand. You see, students have been asking teachers how much time was left, especially in the middle of tests. Why? Because they can't read analog clocks. They've been They've been growing up with getting their time on their cell phones, their computers, and digital clocks. You know, it was bound to happen. It's like, you know, folding maps and handwriting. It's just a sign of the times. <laughs> yeah, hands down. Hey, on that happy note, welcome to Kim Commando today because tech never stops. We've expanded my successful weekend show about all things digital to weekdays. And you can listen right here on your favorite device as a podcast Monday through Friday. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 And I'd like to thank ExpressVPN to helping making this show possible. Big tech is powerful and profits by exploiting your personal data. Protect your online activity today with ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Kim for an extra three months free on a one-year plan. Once again, that special address is expressvpn.com slash Kim. All right, let's get started with five things that you need to know about tech. It's happening right now. And at number one, when you're looking online for a great hotel, a restaurant, a job, a veterinarian, a dentist, car repairs, or any other company or service, you know, you get and you see those online reviews. Shouldn't you actually trust those online reviews? Well, here's the bottom line. Online reviews of stores, services, and products are pretty much useless. And sometimes they can be even dangerous because, well, they're just so easily faked. And they're so prevalent that this, get this, the Federal Trade Commission is ready to punish any business that allows them with fines of more than $40,000 for every phony fake review. Yes, I said $40,000 a pop. But knowing which review is fake is almost impossible to tell. Now, a couple of giveaways is when you see a group of really raving reviews suddenly appearing, maybe on the same day or very closely spaced to dates. And the best way to check out any business is still the old-fashioned way. Ask someone you know for a referral. Ask them on Facebook. But again, somebody who you know, shoot them over a text. Yes, maybe even call that person and have a conversation. Yes, you can do that. Uh, Number two... Just say no to nudes. Okay, ladies, let's say you go out with somebody and you're on your first date. Dinner's good. Conversation's great. Then suddenly the guy drops his pants. What? Yes. For some reason, plenty of guys think it's fine as long as it's in a dating app. And they are starting to send unsuspecting matches with unsolicited photos of something that rhymes with pics. Uh, It's become an even bigger problem as online dating is growing more and more popular over the past couple of years. And it's changing. There's something now called digital consent. And people are asking things like, do you want to take this conversation to a more intimate level here on the dating app? And then asking for the answer in writing, maybe yes via text or email or even a voicemail is proof. And then the next question usually goes something like this. Hey, is it okay if I send you a nude photo? Would you like to send me a naked pic? 
Okay, I have to tell you, I've heard so many stories over the years of naked pictures getting into the wrong hands, being used for revenge porn and worse. So my best advice is just remember, once a naked pic is shared, it can easily be overexposed. Just reminds me of a story. I was talking to a friend the other day about online dating. He's never been married. He's about 40 years old. And I said, hey, you know, why don't you join one of those online dating sites? He said, oh, oh, oh I'm never going to do that. I'm like, why? He said, I prefer to meet someone the old-fashioned way. I'm like, how's that? He's like, and he actually said, through alcohol and poor judgment. <laughs> so funny. All right, number three on our list of five things that you need to know. Again, at the top, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Ugh, the most commonly used password list came out. And number one, I don't know how many times I say it, don't use it. One, two, three, four, five, six is the most commonly used password. Uh, number two on the list, care to guess? Care to guess? Anyone? Password. Password is the most commonly used password. Number two is on the list. Number three, I guess we're getting tricky. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Okay. Right now, using a unique and sophisticated password for your online accounts is more important than ever. But that's not going to be the case forever. According to Apple, Google, and Microsoft, the big three tech companies are joining forces for passwordless logins. So they're creating this sign-in technology that's more secure than a traditional password. And the whole key is your smartphone. And you use your phone as a second step in two-factor authentication. Now it's going to expand even further. And Apple's the first one coming to the table with this. Any site, any service on a browser, your app doesn't matter. You're going to be able to sign in with your phone the same way you unlock it, whether it's a passcode, facial ID, or fingerprint. And we should see this in just a few months, as I mentioned from Apple. And passwords, I know what you're thinking. Oh, all my passwords are protected by amnesia. Yeah. Number four on our list, there's no crying in baseball, and there's no cheating either. In many ways, baseball hasn't, baseball hasn't really seen any real changes in more than 100 years, like how pitchers and uh, catchers communicate. They use their fingers to suggest which pitchers are thrown. The pitcher nods when he gets the sign that he likes, and they're all on the same page. But signal stealing is a big problem. Like somebody from the other side, a player you're running base, sees it and they know what to do. But now tech is coming to stop all this. Major League Baseball is now using a system called PitchCon that eliminates the need for catchers to signal with their fingers. So the next time you're watching a ball game, pay attention. Instead, everything happens electronically. The catchers are wearing a special sleeve on their forearm with buttons representing different pitch types and location. Well, they hit that button and it's relayed to the pitcher through bone conduction listening devices in their ball cap and all the channels are encrypted. Let me tell you, you start looking at this online, some people love it, others say it's just an idea that's totally off base. And last on our list of tech news that you need to know, coming in at number five, I wish someone would remind me that my car warranty expired, said no one ever. Now you might notice that these calls are ending. The calls, 8 billion of them a year, were actually coming from a Panama-based company owned by two characters, Roy Cox and Aaron Michael Jones. Now, initially, the calls couldn't be stopped because Panama is outside the Federal Communications Commission's jurisdiction. But it took some time, and the FCC found another way. So the commission finally ordered all telephone companies, whether wired or cellular, to immediately stop delivering the calls to your phone. They use some creative legal maneuvering for which we are all appreciative. And a little history for you. On March 10th, 1876, Alexander Graham Bell made the first telephone call. Moments later, yes, he learned that his auto warranty had expired. All right, stay right where you are. We have a jam-packed 
We have a jam-packed episode you don't want to miss. And coming up, we have the perfect out-of-office email, an iPhone secret setting to reduce photo and video storage space. And of course, we have more of your phone calls here on Kim Commando today. Hey, it's Kim Commando today. And just a quick reminder, if you have not already gotten our free guides, head over to commando.com slash free guides. If you're on Windows or Mac, it's all free. And it's all there for you. Commando.com slash free guides. All right. How about we start with Randy? Hello there, Randy. Hello, Kim. Man, it's an honor to be on your show. I, I think it was some 15 years ago, I started listening to you. A fantastic show. It's amazing how you oh, keep well, up with technology. I, I don't know how you do it, but thanks. And I'm, I remember back, I don't want to take a lot of time, but I remember back years ago when my kids were teenagers and just getting cell phones, how you helped me try to stay ahead of them and keep them safe. And I really do appreciate that. Um, you know what? It's nice to know that I made a difference, really. It's, and, uh, and that they have grown up to be good digital citizens because of that. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. Well, Kim, I'm wanting to get away from the Google world. If I can, mm. looking for it's hard. Yeah, looking for some conservative options to Google and Gmail. Uh, if there's a way I could do it, I I hit my IT department up at work and some of the guys, and they didn't really have any answers. And I thought of you right away, and I didn't know if you had some answers for me. So, are you trying to get rid of Google altogether, Randy, or are you just trying to get rid of Gmail? Well, really, Gmail is the biggest thing. I know Google because it's such a, I mean, it's a really robust search engine, and I understand all that. I probably wouldn't be able to get rid of it altogether. Yeah. But Gmail would be a great start. But it seems like everything over the years, is just I have so many fingers in my tech stuff that I do is attached to it. I don't know where to start. Yeah, and you, you know what? And you're right. I know just about the search real quick is that I know a lot of people have moved over to DuckDuckGo. Okay. But if you really do, a, if you do a search at Google and you do a search at DuckDuckGo, you know, the answers are better at Google. I mean, they just are. Sure. And, but there's a, there's a company that they used to advertise with us, but they haven't advertised for some time. But I, I'm still a big fan of the company. And they have, uh, they have a website, a, a search site called StartPage. Okay. And StartPage uh, – and they actually buy the results from Google, but you're not getting tracked like Google. Okay. okay? And so how, how do they make their money? They sell ads. Okay. Um, and so that's over at StartPage. Then StartPage also has something called StartMail. Oh. That if you are looking for a, uh, an email service that doesn't track what you do, and or anything in your email box isn't going to be tied to your profile and all these different data points that they have, is that there's um, their start page. Now, I will tell you that these, these email services, they're not going to be free because they have to make money somehow, right? Right. And so normally they charge. Um, there's, a, there's another one called Hushmail, and then there's another one called ProtonMail. Now... Proton Mail is, I, I think, as far as if you're seeking absolute privacy, is that it's based in Switzerland, which is, you know, they're famous for their privacy standards. Okay. And its servers are literally buried underground. <laughs> uh, they don't even require, yeah, I know it's crazy. They don't even require any personal information to set it up. Oh. Um, and so there's a free version, but then there's also a paid version. 
and you can use a service if you wanted to bring your own domain with that. Uh, they say that even they, the developers, they can't read your emails. And so, so those, there's, so, but there's start page who I would recommend. Number two is probably ProtonMail. Hushmail would be number three on the list. And then, of course, there's all the other Google services. Like we talked about StartPage as an option for Google.com. Yes. There's Ecosia. Uh, Ecosia is, they don't sell your data. The searches are encrypted. And the data is anonymized within a week. Uh, and whatever you search there, they actually plant trees. Hmm. So, which is kind of nice, any money they make. Um, there's Quaint. There's Swiss Cows. I mean, there's a whole other list. If you don't like Chrome, you can use Firefox. You can use the Tor browser. Um, there's also MailFence is something else. You can watch videos without YouTube by going to Rumble or HookTube. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to use Google Maps. You can use Apple Maps, which is just bad. But there's another mapping service called Here We Go, huh. uh, which is also privacy and speed. So, you know, so the bottom line here is that I, I'll put together, I have a whole list of that if you are fed up and you're looking for alternatives for Google for search, email, messaging, and more, is that there are options, but you're, I think what you're going to find is like what a lot of people do is they say, wow, this it's just not integrated anymore. Right. And so it does take, I will tell you just, you know, full disclosure, is that it's going to take you some extra steps to get rid of Gmail because we've all grown so accustomed to the convenience and how much we love it because it's so great and it just works. And it does that because, of course... They're collecting every little piece of data that we can. I'll post this link over at commando.com, or you can just search alternatives to Google, and I'm sure that this great tip is going to pop up for you. And again, thank you so much for your call today, Randy. We are going to set his business on fire. So many great questions. All right, summer is the time to take off and taking a break from your email, but about 40% of us will still answer our email on vacation. Yikes, let's change that. I want you to put an out-of-office reply on your email. Now, don't say too much, like, I'm in Hawaii. I'm not going to answer until after my third Mai Tai. Bad form. Just make it simple. I'm on vacation. If you have an emergency, here's who you need to talk to. All right, coming up, an iPhone secret setting to reduce photo and video storage. And also, I'm going to tell you how you can save your text messages. And we have more of your phone calls coming up here on Kim Commando Today. Hey, still to come, I have a great tip on about how you can find out who's calling you from an unknown or blocked number. And if you're going to be traveling and you're going to be renting some cars, well, there's a big mistake that you might be making that puts your personal data at risk. And in just a few moments, how to save your text messages. And before we get to all of that, if you're running out of storage space on your phone, your iPhone has a secret setting that you're going to want to turn on immediately. Now, your first step is to make sure that you're using iCloud or Google Photos to safely store your precious photos and videos in the cloud. If you're on Amazon, just a quick reminder, that Amazon Prime account, you have unlimited photo storage too. Now, once your photos are stored in the cloud, they are high-resolution, full-size images, and these take up a lot of space. Now, if you are running out of space on your iPhone, you can store low-resolution copies of your photos and videos, and these take hardly any storage space. And then when you need a full-size image, Bingo, bango, you just download it from your cloud storage account and you got it. You probably won't even notice the change. Your iPhone will reduce the size of the files that you access the least. So here's how to do it. You just open up your settings and tap Photos and Optimize iPhone Storage. This tells your iPhone to keep only low-resolution copies of pictures and videos, but to send the high-resolution versions to the cloud. Once again, it all happens all in that Settings menu. Just tap Photos and then Optimize iPhone Storage. And yes, I said put it all in the cloud. 
And hopefully that didn't go over your head. But if it did, well, just head over to commando.com and you can do a search for the tip. Just say reduce photo and video storage space in that big search box. Okay, before we get to more tips, let's see. Uh, in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Hi there, Steve. Why, hello. How are you today? I'm fantastic. What's going on? Well, it's wonderful to be on your show. I really love your program. It's great for technologically challenged people. It's very, very good. <laughs> and uh, I get a lot out Thank of it. Thank you. Um, last week, you were uh, you just in an offhand comment mentioned that uh, a great many uh, young people cannot read analog clocks. And so I dashed off a story to you, and you, I thought it was kind of funny. And, and Oh, yeah, that's right. I read it. You know what? I, I'd love for you to tell the whole story. The whole story, because, I mean, did you ever think that there would come a time in your life or my life where we would say, you know, the kids don't know how to read a clock. No. They're wondering what those big hands are for, right? No. no, no. Oh, what's that little sweepy thing that goes around and around and around real fast? No, it's so much for uh, for wristwatches now, too. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what this bodes for the future. But um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, funny. This is just a funny story. Now, I used to teach high school English, and I was at a faculty meeting years ago. And it's the first time I got wind of this. Um, uh, I, uh, I had a bunch of teachers who were overwrought, and, and they had uh, it just dawned on them that uh, it was towards the end of the year, and we were all doing the state testing. And the... Uh, the uh, students were woefully unprepared because they did not know how to read analog clocks. So these teachers were saying, we need to put digital clocks in the classrooms immediately, anywhere they're, where they're testing. We have to do this. This is something, you know, the most important thing because we don't want them to feel, you know, any anxiety while they're taking the test. So oh, Poor little pumpkins. Well, <laughs> the word snowflakes comes to mind. And, uh, okay, yes, exactly. Okay. So, so uh, everyone was in complete agreement except for, you know, me, uh, how typical of that is, I, I won't tell you, but mm. I um, I said, wait a minute. I said, wait a minute. Just a grumpy guy. You're just a grumpy I, I guy. Am, That's I am it. the contrarian in the room almost <laughs> all the time. And and so here I was yet again. And um, But I, I have to think I was right this time. I, I do. I, I think this, this was the right approach. I said, hey, uh, folks, come on. Um, we're educators, and we have a, a deficiency here in education. The first thing, I maybe I shouldn't have led off so harshly. I said, does anyone else besides me understand that this is an indictment against us as educators? I mean, we have juniors <laughs> and seniors who cannot read a clock. This is it's like, how did this happen? <laughs> Where did we – somehow – yeah, somehow we failed them. I think we failed them. I'm not really somehow, sure how, but we did. Somehow we failed them. And that's how I, that's how I approached it initially, and I said, we're educators. We should solve this problem as educators. Why don't we teach them? Right. We still have weeks left before these tests. Why don't we teach them? And this was greeted with a surge of apathy. No one was on board. <laughs> Nobody cared. And, and you, they all just, you had the scarlet letter on you right there. <laughs> nobody, nobody agreed with me. And it was, you know, it was just, oh, okay. That's just Steve being a contrarian. I guess is what they thought. But, um, uh, so I undertook it on, on myself. Oh, uh, oh, and I should tell you, we, we immediately got the digital clocks. That's, that's how that. Good. Ended. I'm glad. But yeah. I took it on myself to take about five minutes, uh, during class time, uh, in the next week. 
And I said to the kids, I said, look, I don't care if you can read a clock. Don't tell me if you can or not. Just pay attention because I want to make sure that sure. you don't leave this school unable to read a digital or uh, an analog clock. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and I, you, know, you, you I, see I, them at airports, know. you know. You know, and they, they all knew. Did but, they know? Well, they did by the time okay, I got good. through with them because, well, uh, because it's not very difficult. It's not a really difficult it's thing. It's not. Once, it's explained to you mm. patiently. And so uh, so I, I didn't test them on it or anything, but I, I feel pretty secure that those kids who paid attention um, uh, did learn. And I know that there were kids in that classroom who did not know how to read an analog clock, although I didn't want to embarrass well, them. I didn't want to draw any attention to that at sure. all. You know? So, you know, and I'm sure that the other teachers were like, I mean, come on, Steve, are we going to teach them like, how to fold a map next? Well, I mean, you know, it makes you wonder what, what they are exquisitely educated in all kinds of little nuances. Sure, they are. And yet they don't know how to read a, a damn clock. Now, this is, this is you no. know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, but I thought you'd get a kick. No, a clock. I think a clock. I, th- I You know what? And I, I enjoyed your story. And that's why I wanted you to tell the story to everybody, because you know, it's not difficult. Like you said, it just would have taken them five minutes. But, you know, maybe what I've learned is that to do positive sandwiches. Okay, so when faced in that situation again, Steve, you can say, you know what, I really think that all of you are doing a fabulous job as educators. I don't think that there's anything any one of you could be doing better. I need to learn some things, but I think that everyone here is just fabulous and doing the best job ever. And I can't think of a better team I want to be with. But we're missing one thing. The kids don't know how to read a clock. So with all of your expertise and how wonderful everybody is, and I'm going to give a trophy to everybody just for your participation, is that we're going to teach positive sandwich. See? Positive sandwich. Well, I know. And that's a wonderful approach. And that's why you're universally loved and admired. (laughs) And I'm, oh, okay. I'm, and you're I'm not. the cranky curmudgeon <laughs> in the corner of the faculty lounge. <laughs> oh, you know what? Thanks for sharing your story with us, really. Because, I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting time where the kids are growing up with, uh, you know, everything digital. And, you know, they might be faced with an analog clock, as I mentioned, at, at the airport or in their workplace or maybe even the county jail. They'll just see an analog clock and they won't know what time it is and what time they get out of jail. They won't be able to say. They won't be able to ask. Uh, Steve, again, thank you for calling in. All right, not too long ago, an Instagram follower reached out to me because uh, she had lost all of her text messages, and that included a three-year thread with her deceased father. So I want to make sure that you always back up your most important text messages. Now, if you're on iPhone, your iCloud account is super powerful. It holds your messages, your photos, your mail, contacts, notes, passwords, and just everything else. And messages in iCloud are automatically updated, so you can see them across all your devices. What that means is that if your iPhone bites the dust, you're still going to be able to access those messages on your Mac and iPad or another Apple device just using your Apple ID. Now, if you don't want to use Apple iCloud, I know some of you are like, ah, oh, it's going to cost me a few bucks a month. I know. Uh, iExplorer lets you access, view, and transfer music, messages, photos, and files from any iOS device to any Mac or PC. 
And it works with all sorts of text messages, groups and uh, messages that have media like videos and images. And it can also save them as a PDF, a text, or even a CSV uh, document. Now, if you're on Android, probably I know there are just so many of these apps out there, but the best one that I like is called SMS Backup and Restore. Once again, that's SMS Backup and Restore. Just run that and you've got it hands down. Now, if you missed any of this and you're like, oh, what were the names of that? Uh, just head over to the website. That's commando.com, of course, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And when you're there, just search for Save Text Messages. Just a quick reminder, you can catch the Kim Commando Show all three hours here Saturday and Sunday nights on WLS or online at WLSAM.com. All right, before we go back to your phone calls, it's summer, the living's easy, and you maybe you're going to be taking vacation and you're going to be renting a car. And, of course, that rental car uses Bluetooth or maybe even a charging cable that can sync your smartphone with your car. You know, it just makes sense. You can play music, get directions, have a phone call while you're driving. But the moment you sync your phone with that rental car, yikes, your contacts, locations, music subscriptions, social media, text messages, well, pretty much everything on your phone is transferred over to the car's onboard computer. That's okay when you're using it, but the problem is the next person who rents that car has access to all your data. And then who knows where else your data can end up. So rental companies also routinely sell their cars from their fleet. So here's what you need to do. Before you ever return a rental car, just take a step, remove your phone from the pair devices, you know, get into that menu system and actually do it. Better yet, if there is a factory reset option, I want you to select that because that will erase any data that's stored on the car's computers. And again, that's factory reset or just make sure that you unpair it from the, uh, the rental car's menu system. And the best place to drop me your digital questions is over on the website. Head over to commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. And just fill that form out. I'm the only one that reads those messages. And I do read every single one. I'll answer your question here on the show or maybe one of our tips, maybe on our social media feed. So if you're not already following us on social media, be sure to do that too. You know, don't be ghosting me. Head over to commando.com slash Twitter. Uh, or pardon me, head over to twitter.com slash Kim Commando, facebook.com slash uh, Kim Commando, and wherever else you go, just do slash Kim Commando and make sure that you follow us. Uh, these unwanted calls are so frustrating, aren't they? Of course, you probably do what I do. is what When you get a phone number you don't recognize, you just put it into Google to see what it says. Now, you may have heard or used star six seven to conceal your phone number when someone, when you actually call somebody else. Well, Here's the deal. Star 69 traces the number of the last person who called you. And it even works for anonymous or hidden calls. So you can get the phone number and the exact time that they called. Now, once you have that hidden phone number, you can block it on your phone. So this way the phone number can't call you anymore. Now, another number you can use to trace a call is star 57. But this is different. This is the number to use if you think that a scammer or a spam caller is actually harassing you. Because Star 57 gets the phone number and the call information like Star 69 does, but it goes beyond that. The information you obtain is passed along to the police. The phone service will log this Star 57 call in a special way so that authorities can more easily locate whoever it is harassing you and arrest them. So Star 69 and Star 57. Hey, thanks for joining us. And don't forget, the show never ends on our website. It's really simple, and it starts with a K, of course. It's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.